Hello, and welcome to the Bookish Banter Podcast, where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books, authors, and bookish impulse buys. Follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless TBR. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Let's get started. I wear my Red Rising headband just like for the group. I'm also getting my stuff, but I was in bed really, really grinding to finish this book. (laughs) But you did it. Grinding. I knew I had like a hundred pages, so I was like, "Give me two hours. I'm a slow mo. It's fine." The best part is you've already read it. I know. And I feel like I normally was like, oh, I'll read it so fast because I've already read it. But I'm like picking over it so intensely. I feel the same way. Like going through and actually annotating, I was like, wow, this is so different than any time I've ever read it before. And like if one of them gets like all because I'm like laying down weird, I have to like sit up and like fix it. Yeah. I actually annotate like at my desk because I'm a perfectionist and I'm like, anyways, how's it going? How are you guys? (laughs) good happy whatever day of the week it is or month or year i'm actually unsure how are we doing good i think this is probably the best we'll do rereading these absolutely because we don't have a certain someone yet which i was thinking this morning makes life a lot easier when you don't have the world's worst character oh yeah totally fair i like forget that he shows up in the next one i won't lie oh yeah he's still a little bitch too it's so funny Absolutely. (laughs) So today we're talking about Red Rising, the very first one. We are going to try to keep it mostly spoiler free for the rest of the series, correct? Mm -hmm. We're working our hardest. Yeah, no promises, but there was intentions. No guarantees, but we're going to try with our like fullest hearts to not spoil the rest of the series. And go in like semi-chronical order. Chronological. (sighs) Anyways, should we get into it? Should we get into the meat? We're like a little background if no one knows at this point and you're listening I'm so sorry we're gonna be doing the entire series grace and tiffany have decided to volunteer as tribute for this entire breakdown so we're very excited we're gonna do book by book and then one time some some many moons from now we'll do lightbringer depending on whether i read it or not jk i know i'm, I'm not joking i'm scared I'm also scared I like want the arc but I'm like at the same time like I actually just want to live a little bit longer knowing that like you know certain characters are still alive I was gonna say everything is fine but everything's not fine okay (laughs) (laughs) I mean nobody knows that spoiler yet we don't know nobody knows I'm just assuming so I want to do it a little different though when we get to the very end is I want to do like an MVP or like your favorite character because I feel like all of ours are very different and we'll do it throughout this since this is the first time we've covered like a full series that's more than three books so favorite character at the end okay keep that in mind brilliant great i already know mine so <laughs> i think everybody already okay. knows it can't mine. be the same every time i'm gonna set that precedent right now grace <laughs> <laughs> you can take that trauma and you are allowed you have to pick a different one every time well then i'm not picking him for my this one then yeah he's, <laughs> he's not the mvp here bro he's, he's kind of a dick in this one so i, I love that's him fair. but he ain't that's it fair. it's yeah yeah anyway should we get into it yep yeah, so this one starts out, I mean, I'm going to say it, the beginning's a little boring. It's a little but boring. I, I feel I like so. a thousand okay. points for the first line. First line, top tier. Absolutely. I would wholeheartedly agree with you there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Not me um, opening to the first page to read it. I was like, what is it? Yeah. My, I would have lived I in haven't peace. read it. <laughs> yeah. But my enemies brought me war. Yeah, I do like the prelude and like, or whatever, and the first line. And I just forgot how like cocky Daryl was. And we did have this conversation before, but I just forgot. And I think it would almost have made him a better character if he was like a little more humble. Well, oh I God, feel like he's... humility comes later when he realizes he ain't shit. Yeah, like, he's very like, cocky. Think when about he's how ahead. small his world is, and then it, it, you expands so broadly. But I'm gonna say right? it. He's still really cocky towards the end when he keeps saying, "I'm a hell diver of Lycos." Like, bro, times have oh, changed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, that's what I'm saying. His world just is, keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and then I think he does start to find humility. But yeah, at yes. the same time, he keeps fucking shit up. So, but yeah. yeah, I think I, it, I think it comes, but. I mean, he's like 16. That's so true. Yeah. I forgot that he was 16 years old. I don't know why, but I, for some reason, remember him being 19. Yeah. He's that is not correct. This book. He's, yes, at the end of the book, because it spans several years. Yeah. They're just over there living in the castle for several years. A like, multitude of seasons. Yeah. While. Like winter is coming and going, and they're mm-hmm. still like fighting to the death. And come again and gone again. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like he it, he takes a really long time to change into a gold. Here we go. We're already off track. That takes like a year. We are <laughs> also, but that's beside the point. I'm just saying. I think he's cocky throughout. Like I tried to really keep an eye out because you said that, and I noticed it. And then there was a, quite a few times where like I think he should have been a little more humble. And he was like, "These people don't know anything. I'm a hell diver of Lycos." And I was like, "Shut up." yeah he thinks he's that bitch because he doesn't know and for context i doubt anyone is listening to this who has not uh read or been interested in red rising in any way but for context the idea of red rising is that darrow is a a low red and the whole point is that he finds out that they are not actually terraforming mars there's already a whole ass city and I don't know how else to describe it because everybody calls like it Hunger Games esque, and it's not. Yeah, yeah. it says that on the fucking cover. cover, or the, at least the back, or something. Yeah, it does. It's Hunger Hunger Game meets Ender's Game. It's in, Which, no. in Game of Thrones. Yeah, Which is not quite. I wouldn't say Game of Thrones for this book, but I mean, the whole idea essentially is that he thinks that they're preparing mars for right. a whole life on the surface but there's been one for a very long time so they're <laughs> slaves yeah so my question for you guys is do you prefer or like you think if you were in his situation do you think you would be more like eo or more like him or more kind of like in the middle where you're just like living your life and doing the things or would you try to be like the best version of yourself and like you know he was like i'm a hell diver i'm like oh shut up or would you be like EO and realize or kind of feel like there's more out there and like more to life? Mm, I'm definitely your typical rule follower. So, okay. I'd probably be, I would be born in dirt and then probably die there. So, I mean, and I'm okay right. with that. Yeah. I, my anxiety could never. Honestly, fair. I'm not a rebel. I mean, I, I kind of am in some regards. Like, if my husband tells me something to do something, I'm like, eh bite me but besides that i am a but if the law told you no i'm just kidding your husband is the law (laughs) (laughs) yeah they kind of cross over a little but that's different jk yeah Yeah, you probably would just be like his brother or something Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, even I'm going through all my notes in the beginning. And yeah, I don't know. He's like kind of in the middle ish. But then all of a sudden, yeah, his world comes crumbling down. And so then he was like, oh, never mind. I just like, you know, this. like, I feel like he's still, well, this is, I mean, this is still the beginning, but like, he's very nonchalant about the whole thing like when she brings it up and he's like whatever whatever like my dad screwed up and yeah is literally dead now because of all this and then she ends up like dying and then he, now he and then he just like gives up he doesn't do anything there's no passion but he talks about how he's this fucking raging fire monster all the time on your second try bro your second try if He's... somebody didn't bring you back to life, yeah. you would have been dead. Like, Whole there would have been no... He talks about having this inner rage 24-7, and I'm just like, where was that when she had died initially and you just gave up? Did you not hear the line at the very beginning? Without me, she wouldn't eat. Without her, I wouldn't live. Yeah. I literally... That's where I am right now, going through my notes. Yeah. I just, what I would you know. do, Tiffany? As much as I hate Eo, and I think she's such a manipulative bitch, she was so mean to Darrow, who was, like, obsessed with her. Yeah. Okay? As much as I hate her, listen, I complain daily at my job, okay? If I were a literal slave, I would complain all the fucking time. I'd be like, nah, let's get out of here. I'm done. I'm I have a lot to say. (laughs) That is no no surprise to me. (laughs) That's so fair. I No, (laughs) Tiffany... You complain <laughs> never. I think it's the eight and you. <laughs> you're really in it for the underdogs. I think I would probably be Darrow, honestly. I'm like a cocky son of a bitch. And I wouldn't like be paying attention to anyone else around me. I'd be like, no, I am the best. And that's as good as it's going to get. So you know what? That's very on brand for you. You're right. You're yeah. <laughs> like I actually am the worst. So it all fits our enograms, I think, pretty perfectly. I'm a six. Safety yeah. is my number one priority. Comfort. Well, are both eights, but yeah, we're a different kind of eight. I'm a Virgo. Yeah. You're a Leo. Like you're you're all about change, and I'm all about like the fuck you. So Will and I are both Real. sixes, and we're very different sixes. I like that. Yeah, yeah. What color do you guys think you would be? I'm literally five foot two. I would be a red, even if I didn't want to be. <laughs> there is no choice. Uh, <laughs> like I would joke. I'd be something probably kind of lame. I would definitely be like a whole ass gold because first of all, I'm size like great old biggin. Second of all, I'm sorry, Tatiana, but I think that you're a violet. That's fair. <laughs> I'm like Mickey. Like I actually am Mickey. <laughs> like unhinged. The creativity and the drive for it. Yeah. And I'd be like, this is beautiful. And they're like, you're actually you're fucking crazy. Please yeah. Stop putting horns on people. That's actually, you know what? You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong at all. As long as I can own my own nightclub, I'm fine. Period. <laughs> I don't even care. That's on capitalism, but in the future. I yes. legit don't know what I would be. Oh my gosh, what would you be? I don't know. Grace would be an obsidian. Just kidding. I know. Fuck people I'm like, up. Hell no. Like, in their lore? Yes. Yeah, like, you would Warriors? thrive like, if you if no. they were, like, the Valkyrie type. Like, you didn't have to go out and, like, kill people. You just had to go through, like, the training. I yeah. feel like that'd be you. Not a warrior. Not a warrior, but very zen with the the Nordic gods. Yeah. (laughs) I could see you living on an ice planet. (laughs) Fuck it, I hate the cold, but I would do it, probably. If I was used to it. I was also going to say Violet, just because of my profession. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. And I was like, well, you can't all be violets. Yeah. It'd just be that's you being a red. I was going to say that right I when you hate it said here. that. And then I backed out and was like, oh, I don't want to be lame and pick <laughs> something else. But I put two. I have no choice. That's so fair. Honestly, <laughs> you're not wrong at all. Speaking funny. of as well. Yeah. I am jumping ahead a little bit, but not by a lot. It's it. fine. Did you guys realize I I was very confused when I saw this, but I thought this entire time that all the all of the different colors were genetically modified. They're not. They are essentially taken out of the womb much earlier when they're born reds. Mm-hmm. So only the golds actually spend nine months in the womb. Yeah. Wait, so you're saying this is like a, a, a red, green, orange bell pepper situation? so what <laughs> like yeah, yes yes like yeah. they're just Remember underdeveloped register i was like girl what is this yeah happening? i don't know who says that yes they're underdeveloped let me look <laughs> they're like little green bell peppers i'm gonna try to find it really quick because please I was like, do because I'm i do not remember sure. that at all like everybody has the potential to be a gold is that what you're saying I'm sure it's cassius who says it yeah i'm finding it hang on i think roke says it tracks and then the lower colors have their children by use of catalysts, fast births, sometimes only five months of gestation before labor is induced, except for the obsidians. Only we wait nine months to be born. Okay, but like, what does yeah, that have to do with anything? But yeah, they're just talking about how everything's like pure. Yeah, but they're That's not like a conversation they're having. It's not like if you leave them in longer, they turn gold, right? Yeah, I don't know. Just like showing yeah, how yeah, I think it it, says... I think what it is at this point, they are genetically modified in some way mm-hmm. to where if they do go the full nine months, they are that like insane height and and build when they get older. I don't know how to explain it because like, you know, like right now they have these weird tests and things like that where you can like choose your kid's eye color and things like that. I'm yeah. I'm thinking that's what it's like for golds. And so when they stay that full nine months in the womb. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. But it's not like a it's not like if you only were in the moon for five months, you're red. If you're in for six, you're gold, right? No, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. I was very confused. Yeah. I was like, a bell pepper situation here? I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah. I think like for reds especially, to keep them small, they yeah. force them to come out early. Interesting. I did not see that at all. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, think I tabbed they- a lot of shit. Yeah. This is why it's taken me so long because all I've done is tab. Yeah. Well, when you think about it, too, uh, obsidians have eight fingers on their hands. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I, like, realized <laughs> how big they were, but, like, at the same time, I forgot how small Severo is. Like, I know he's tinier, but mm-hmm. they emphasize so often in this one how small he is. And I was like, first of all, we get it. Second of all, I did not realize he was, like, so much smaller than the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like- a red flag for anybody? He's like six two, no, I think. I love him. Around <laughs> no, there. I mean Spoiler. for the society. <laughs> Don't care. I think he's Still around six two, and everybody else is around pushing seven feet. Mm-hmm. Which is wild. They yeah. are like monsters. That's a big ass kid, man. <laughs> like, just imagine just the entire NBA, but like super built. Right. Yeah. Like mega built, genetically modified people. <laughs> Yeah, don't they say they're like three meters or some shit? Yeah, I'm from America, so I don't know what the fuck a meter is. But I looked. I keep looking it up. I was gonna say the only thing I know that's a meter is a yardstick, which is the exact same thing as a meter. I'm actually really concerned about your guys' public school education. The the more you know, 
Speaking yeah. of, yeah. I listened to the graphic audio of this, and let me tell you, the narrators on this are so absolutely Irish. Mm-hmm. It is wonderful. It makes more sense with the lingo and all of that. Absolutely. I did highlight every single time they said bloody damn because I know that like later on it's more significant, but I just felt like that was really fun. And I just, the graphic audio is very, very graphic. Yeah, that's going to be a no from me. It's already graphic in my brain. I don't need it to be graphic in my ears. It's it's graphic in your ears. And you can quote me on that. (laughs) That's disgusting. Yeah. Squelching? No thanks. Yeah, when they hang Eo, spoiler alert, JK... (laughs) <laughs> so if you're listening you're getting spoilers I you're mean, getting spoilers so let's, kind of, let's talk about that Grand i really like the beginning i think he sets it up really well and then you know we sort of get this relationship between him and eo and they don't win the laurel think back to the first time you guys ever read it did that part like shock you or did you already know that was gonna happen it no. shocked me and i was pissed same he hyped it up being like i'm gonna win i'm gonna do this and i was like are you Grace guesses every goddamn plot twist in this fucking book. Like, it doesn't it happen very often. So simple. She's like, it doesn't happen very often. Biggest plot twist in the whole book. <laughs> I will, when we get to that point of me guessing the, the end of that, I'll give you, like, why I noticed the first time I, I went back and highlighted them and, like, my subtle things that I picked up that I was like, sus about. So, yeah. It, sh- it just was too good to be true for them to n- have never won. And we're starting right off the bat with them winning all this shit everything's gonna be great when you know it's the beginning of a book something bad's gonna happen okay but he's the main character mm-hmm. like couldn't it have been like he was just doing his thing but there has to be like a spark you know does there yeah to start the whole his can whole you imagine journey. them winning the laurel and then eo's like listen Hi. listen here you you lazy piece of shit mm-hmm like how fucked up would that be like she <laughs> yeah she had a little bit of a point <laughs> She was being kind of... Yeah, she is the fucking worst. I get that she had to be blunt and she had to be like, this is that, this is then. But then she throws his dad under the bus and I was like, woohoo. She calls his dad a coward. Yeah. She's like, he did it. Yeah, he did it right. Or he had the right idea, but he did it wrong. Yes. Listen to your 25-year-old elders, okay? I know. (laughs) God damn. When they say Uncle that, Nero is 35. Watch out. That part is brutal. Like, it's crazy to think. I mean, I get it because way back in the day and like when this is based off of society, like you were getting married at 16. But like the concept of that is nuts. And the fact that like these people have such a low life expectancy is crazy. Mm-hmm. That he is old in, in his dark. 30s. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say this is like really skipping far ahead, but there's a moment where they talk about Titus and he's like, oh, he's not a boy. He's a man. And it's like, I think that was one of the moments where I was like, well, this guy's obviously there's something wrong with him, but it makes sense because he was a red and like in red society, like he actually was a man. He would have been what, Mm -hmm. 18, 19 at that time. And it's like, they have to grow up so fast compared to these like powerhouses. And it's just like literally, literally live forever. Yeah. Lauren is like a billion years old. And he just gets to keep on keeping on. Yeah. yeah they live past a hundred. That's yeah. crazy. Easily. Also, they, Nero brought him up in the fifth, fifth chapter, which mm. I thought was interesting. You find out, like, he just mentions Arcos, but you know who it is. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting that we're already, like, name dropping. He was name dropped a few times and you don't really see him until the very end, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Because he is a big, important person. Yeah, you see him, like, one time when his house is being chosen. Yeah. And Lauren is like, pick him. So right mm-hmm. now, we are still currently 
at EO. The Laurel, EO, and the Garden. Yeah, I will say I do love his uncle because I think he's so funny and he's such a realist. And like, I do feel kind of bad that he's an alcoholic. But honestly, if I was in his situation, I would also be an alcoholic. Yeah, are you kidding? Truth. And like the fact that nobody believes that they're like in a shit situation just goes to show when they make fun of him that they have no idea what they're actually living. Like, (laughs) y'all have no concept of reality because I would also be drinking. Mm Mm-hmm. He, Daryl also is like, I can't, I don't trust him as far as I could throw him. And I'm like, okay. And then he's like, yeah, just talks about like how he was a lesser dude than his dad, but like dead alive, dad, uncle, like. And like his dad says it or something where he's like, my brother is the smartest guy I know. And then Daryl's like, he's the only one left alive or some shit. Yeah. And I was like, Okay. Yeah, it's, and it's weird because he teaches him all this shit, but, like, he hates his uncle. It's very odd. Yeah, and honestly, I will say, like, I do like his character, but I think he's such a strange character to, like, carry on through the series. Yeah, I agree. I think it's interesting he also brought up Dancer. This is after her book, pre-Darrow being hung, and then bringing up Break the Change. That's when I was like, okay, obviously, main character, not gonna you know hit the deck but he does he literally dies and his uncle the first thing the last thing his uncle does to him is wink at him and like, say tell dancer like, hi okay here we go like and then the next chapter after that is literally called lazarus so yeah i do love the mm-hmm. like uh what's the word in here we're looking for symbolism of mm-hmm. this book like i think he does a really good job of kind of mixing the right elements in to like keep you interested but it's not a retelling in any way it's just like homage to like really intense societies you know and I think that like Pierce does a really good job of kind of keeping the idea of that alive and the concepts and just showing like why these places fell apart you know what I mean Mm -hmm. loved it because what I think he's trying to harp on is like they're building this big giant you know society up and they're basing a lot of what they're doing it on like with all their names and stuff is very Romanesque and all of their architecture is very similar to that so I think it's very prominent to like kind of foreshadowing this huge society that's based on this you know previous society that is known for literally crashing and burning um suddenly is just a big I don't know weight about hanging over everything Well, and they were such a class society as well, you know, like Mm -hmm. they cared so much about those things. And I love that it's kind of this mix of like the Irish immigration of the 19th century and like ancient Rome. But you're also kind of getting like a little bit of Sparta and like Nordic mythology and like all these things. And I think he does such a good job of like mixing it where it feels. Yeah, it's such a like it's more Easter eggy than like retelling, which I think is really cool. Mm hmm. I also think it's interesting in the chapter, Lazarus, I highlighted, Darrow says, death is easy when you've already tried to find it. I thought that was a good quote. And I was like, woof. Like, <laughs> woof. <laughs> Yikes. I mean, but it's so true, I feel like. Yeah. Like that's very, pro- like. And he's one of, yeah, and he, point. and you can definitely tell that, like, later on in his character, there's so many moments where he's like, I, I'm not afraid to die because I already have type of thing. And I like that. And yeah. I, I love his, like, motivations kind of stay true the whole time. And I don't know. He's such a, like, complex and diverse character as far as, like, his motivation. Like, not his motivation necessarily. But, like, I think he's such a, like, complex character. And he's definitely not the hero. And I yeah. I really like that. 
Yeah. Yeah, this is this is Rome. Yeah. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I can say. Talk a little bit about Mickey and the carving of Darrow. This part is really short, but I think it's such a like a pivotal moment. And Mickey is so fucking unhinged. Like I almost forgot how absolutely mm-hmm. nuts this guy is. And his like heavy petting of Darrow at night. <laughs> obsessed, obsession. He's obsessed with everything that he like yeah. creates. It's so funny. I actually am. But he's also, I like the that he kind of harps a few times in the book, like right after and then in the middle. And then at the end, he like keeps bringing up the fact that he ended up being terrified of Darrow. Yeah. And because, I like, like the, yeah. Oof, if you can, if one person can do that and make somebody into He's that, like, what have like, I created? Yeah. yeah. And I like that he keeps that image alive because like, I think, I mean, it's foreshadowing, but it's like. It makes sense when we get to the later books and Mickey is still there. And I like Mm -hmm. that we get him. But yeah, it's crazy because you're like, he has these full circle moments of being like, what am I? What have I become? But at the same time, he's like, I I get to use this power for like his version of good, whatever that is. Because he definitely gets lost for sure in this book and like in the future. But I feel like he needs to keep reminding himself that. And he also, I like... I like the point of view in these books like it, how it's you know just him and you can like hear his internal monologue and all of that and I like that he was like my fear is that I will become something EO will not recognize and I feel like he has to remind himself that multiple times because he kind of goes off the deep end absolutely I love that it's like so strange how much he's changed and I like that we not only does he keep like EO alive, but he has to remind himself that like she would not recognize me at all. But what the the thing is that's frustrating with that is I don't feel like she deserves a lot of that. And I feel like that's probably why she's a pretty good martyr. She's so quick, she's so fast to just like come and go that I feel like it is built up a lot in his head because they literally like grew up together, but you're 16. When you're married and then he realizes half halfway i want to say through the book that he's been in the institute for longer than he and eo were married or has been gone or something like yeah, that yeah yep and that's great like the time that's where you realize how much time has passed it takes a long time for him to get carved yeah and like she's such a manipulative bitch too so like i think reading it the first time you're kind of like wow this is a really sad tragic story and i remember very very vividly when I read it the first time I had texted Tiffany because I was like oh my god they have to pull the legs that is rough and she (laughs) responded with woof I know right and I just I will like never forget that because that moment is so like pivotal and it's like that is horrific Mm -hmm. horrific to quote Grace horrific (laughs) and it's like I think you kind of forget that like EO's done all these things or you don't realize it until you kind of go back and and reread and see like what kind of person she is and like what she puts him through so I don't necessarily, yeah, think she deserves it. But I do like that he kind of stays true and is like, this is what's important. And is like, I'm not fighting for me. I'm fighting for my people. And I really, really like that because it almost excuses some of the shit that he does. And then you like, you know, continue to want to root for him. Even though I think Darrow is a good character, but like definitely not the easiest one to be your favorite, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, he does some shitty shit under the guise of, I'm doing it for the betterment of everybody. Yeah. Which is not always the best excuse. But I will say what we always say about him <laughs> is sometimes he has 
too much compassion for the wrong people. Yeah. And I feel like that is definitely a huge character flaw. Like, and the people that he doesn't give a break to maybe be are the ones that he needs to. And then the ones he does give a break to, you're like. And this is how Pax <laughs> Just kidding. Cringe. <laughs> like, Yikes. Yeah. She's a manipulative bitch. She's horrible to Darrow the entire time. She, like, tells her sister this secret, and then even when Darrow is about to die, Eos' sister is still, still not willing to fucking tell him what she said. Mm-hmm. Why not? He's about to die anyway. It doesn't fucking matter. I think that, that was mean- fucked up because Eo knew the entire time, and she still sang. Yeah, that that's super fucked up. Like, I actually hate that because she... Yeah. Yep. Actually, yeah. I don't have any other words other than that. Super fucked up. Like the, the secret the, that no one will find out until later episodes. <laughs> I think that part is so it's so incredibly selfish. One and two, but you're not doing it just for yourself at that point. And like that is so fucked up. Like no, oh, you're so right. I actually forgot about that for quite some time. <laughs> I did too. I kind of blacked that out. Yeah, I meant to say it earlier, and then I forgot. And now that you're bringing it back up, yeah, it almost that. like ruined the book for me. Like, it didn't really, but I remember reading the book for the first time and feeling like that whole moment was very impactful. And then reading it the second time around, I was like, wow, Io is awful. This, I don't care about her at all. I feel like all she does is manipulate Darrow to the Mm -hmm. point where when she sings and then they hang her, it feels like there's no fucking reason for it whatsoever. And then it like flings Darrow into this whole other life that he never asked for or even wanted. Mm-hmm. she's the worst maybe like, they could have just lived peacefully i mean like like the quote i guess he would have lived in peace but he could have lived peacefully if it were not for eo girl let it go i say after she's... i say that i'm like eo <laughs> <laughs> uh you know maybe minus the certain qualities it's always good to have a little mindset yeah self-deprecation um, i feel like that's why <laughs> she's not really a character She's more of like an idea and like a plot point, not in a plot point. That's oh, that's she totally is though. Fair. Yeah, she like, is. Yeah, she she's is very like, fast. And I'm putting my arms above my head in a giant circle. She's an entity. I feel like of just internal monologue of like she's just a thing, almost. like an idea. Yeah, she's a concept, yeah. right? Like martyr, mm-hmm. martyrism, martyr- a better. She's like the idea of a better world. Yeah, she has that absolutely. quote about something about the quote "live children. for more." Comes yeah, break the chain, live for more. Shut up. Well, she has a quote that's like, "Oh, uh, Grace, I know what you're talking about." It's not just some dream, oh, girl. Damn. I live for the dream that my children will be born free, that they will be what they like, that they will have their own land their father gave them. Yeah, but- well, what father? Because she killed herself. So, yeah. girl, you're not going to have children. You, yeah. you basically committed suicide. Mm-hmm yeah and like it's so sad the beginning is so sad because he loves her so much and like i mean it's it's laid on a little thick but you know i really like that we got that idea and like it makes sense when he goes to kill himself because he's he says it at the very beginning like i can't live without her and all that shit Mm -hmm. but then yeah he gets thrust and like i i feel so bad because he's a child and then dancer and harmony holiday what's her fucking name Harmony. harmony right see this is it this is the one this man, I hate. I hate when this harmony the, the first letter of the yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I hate when the first letters match ever. Ever. It's so hard because you have so many characters in this, though. But Holiday and Harmony are so similar. Like, that is too close. I get them confused all the fucking yeah. time. Okay. <laughs> it's just such a weird, like, concept. I feel really bad for Daryl because he's 16. He's like, I want to do this for my wife's dream. But at the same time, like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Mm-hmm. And then it's all, like, City of Ember style. They get above the the surface. And he was like, Aka, excuse me? And, like, <laughs> I feel bad. He is a low-ass red. Like, a low, low red. Yeah. So he has, like, never known anything. And, like... He's not even the reds that win. He's never <laughs> seen the sun. When we get to Iron Gold, because... Bucks <laughs> Gamma, man. <laughs> that is a, quite the jump. I highlighted my life is a lie. That's... He, yeah. after he like figures out everything that happens and I was like Oof, can you imagine I can't can you imagine your wife died you committed suicide didn't work and then you realize that literally for 300 and something years what you've been working for has already happened and have been happening and you have no idea yeah like he takes it pretty well what am I he does considering absolutely yeah, I would not have taken that well and like you said, like, yeah, it's easy to find death after you've already found it. But like, he's like, okay, well, now I have a purpose and I'm going to kill the arch governor and blah, blah, blah. And that's when he becomes a giant fucking rage monster. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's given the tools to become a rage monster. And then everybody's yeah. like, eh. and then you're like, well, you started it. I mean, you really fucked this whole life. Like so- you started the little snowball and then he just kept going and going until he fucking constant avalanche mm-hmm. and like they gave him the tools to, and like i do really like darrow and the fact that he's so smart and that he does do a lot on his own where he's like and i think it just goes to show because he's a red like the appreciation he has for every the tools he's given as a gold where he's like i fall asleep like listening to all these things and learning as much as i can like just goes to show that the golds of society don't appreciate what they have because look how high how much higher he knows how much more higher how much knowledge he gets exactly and like he beats the test right and like all of that because those golds like they don't take it seriously and they don't like appreciate it in the same way and it's like that i think is where you get that kind of hunger games vibe where yes yeah sick i fucking love that part what about um any thoughts about dancer being a hell diver did you did anybody like think about that if it's okay about it yeah (laughs) i don't like dancer I'm not a Yushan either, but yeah, that, that might be biased. I feel like I can't let my judgments from previous books affect characters in a book that we're reading, rereading from the beginning. It's hard. Fair. It's hard. And he's kind of... It's very hard. Yeah. He's kind of, at this point, kind of a background character because... I mean, I think if I was going to pick, I would pick Harmony over him because I think Harmony and Daryl, like, he makes those references and she helps him train and stuff. And I think her character's introduced better. The dancers, I just found him like kind of like his intro is a little boring. Mm-hmm. He's just like this yes, dad figure. versus Harmony. Yeah, go Harmony ahead. pushes him as I hard as he can go. Also supposed to be ironic. That's her name. Yeah. Oh. Fair. Because she's not harmonious she's, in any like, way. She's not a very nice person. Yeah. She's aggro off the bat. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. And I noticed that. I didn't think about that until yeah. you read. Yeah, and I think Dancer is supposed to kind of be that, like, other side of the coin or, like, what Daryl could have been if he just, stick, like, stuck around or, like, stuck with it and didn't kill himself. He would have been this, like, old Helldiver with, like, lots of scars and wisdom or whatever. But I think mm-hmm. Dancer 
I think he could have been more involved in this one, but like I, I think I really liked Harmony's character more than I liked Dancers. Yeah, I and like, like did you think character? Yeah, I think I appreciate her more. Did you think that Dancer was the the son of Ares? Ares? No, Never. but you do think that he is Ares in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever think that? No. When I read it the first time, I wondered. Yeah, I kind of like I had an I mean, inkling. I was good, like, he's a good scapegoat, and he makes sense. He's a red with all these pit viper things and i don't know and just like ironically makes sense in a way yeah but that would be also too easy because he's like the first person you meet you know yes could we do it i mean it would have been interesting but i i just didn't seem likely yeah totally fair okay let's kind of fast forward to the institute and like all of that i think the part where and i think this hits a little different on the reread but like the part where he meets julian and cassius and severo the first time right after he takes the test and they're like all going to space thing yeah like that to me is so nostalgic i think and i love rereading that scene because it's like these are the first times you meet like really pivotal characters and their interactions are like just so amazing i don't know i just love that scene so much do you guys feel similarly forgot that he meets cassius before he meets severo and julian Mm -hmm. for some reason I forgot that he meets Julian on that like train or whatever. Yeah. And he meets Cassius when he goes to take the test. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Cassius first and Antonia. And like doesn't realize they're brothers. Like, I love that too. I like when he's like, oh, you guys know each other? Yeah. And they're twins. They're twins. They're fucking twins. Yeah. He always talks about how Cassius is his favorite, the dad's favorite. Yeah. Nine fucking kids, bro. Well, and like, are you like a pronghorn fucking antelope? Like, why do all of you have twins? Like, I'm just throwing that out. I think it's, I, it has to be some sort of genetically. Yeah. Like they can decide. Genetic interference and the IVF thing, because I mean, with the technology that we have now, like present, you'd think they'd have so much more then to like, yeah, have more golds and put as many people as into the Institute, even though. The whole point of having the peerless guard is like getting rid of a majority yeah, and then having the this one group of elite people. I will say I was thinking this. It's fucking crazy and I get it, but it's wild to think that there's an institute like on every planet and this is happening like all over. I just that to me was like I like that Fitchner was like just because you're in House Mars on Mars doesn't mean you're special, you freaks. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, what? There's like, that's such a wild I'm fucking concept. That there's like, literally an institute on every planet. And like, it makes sense. But at the same time, I was like, this is a so cool. Yeah, that's crazy. When you think about it, how many are in there? And they come out with literally half. There's 50, like 50 in House Mars at the end after they do the passage. So that means there's probably what, like 50 in each house and there's 10 houses. They start mm-hmm. out with more math than I can do it right this think, Yeah, I don't want to embarrass myself. I want to say they said something about 500, but... A thousand? I thought 5, it was 000? a thousand. Because yeah, he's like, end I with... top 10 out of a thousand or whatever. Yeah, yeah you're right, you're right. Yeah, and okay, so let's talk about the picking of the houses. Which house do you guys think you would be in? I know there, this is like on the spot, right, this moment, but I can read them to you if you would like. Yeah. There's House Apollo, who I don't know what they do. Well, he's oh, a dick. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I know. They're pride, right? Apollo is pride. House Ceres, which is the bakers. House Diana, which are like cunning. House Juno, no idea what they do. House Jupiter, <laughs> equally no idea. House Mars and House Minerva. I think Jupiter is the smart ones. And Juno is like the ones that are really good at communicating. And House Minerva is like clever. Which I think, it well, it makes sense because of who is in what. 
I really didn't think that Tactus was in a different house. I assumed he was in Mars. So did I. I actually forgot. And I remember when I read that part, I was like, I was like oh, where is this crazy bitch? And I was looking <laughs> for him. And I was like, what the heck? And then all of a sudden he like says something offhanded, like in the dark. And I was like, oh God, there he is. He's <laughs> like a fucking night terror. I swear to God, that family is psycho. Okay, but Tactus and Titus, it. there's another one that makes me so mad. What house do you think you would be in, Tiffany? The one that Mustang is in. Minerva. Minerva. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, based on the, my responses to some things that have happened this week, aka finding out other people got the fucking arc for this book, I would absolutely be in House Mars because I have an unending Period. rage problem. <laughs> I have no idea. I feel like you would be in House Diana. Like, I could definitely see you in Diana. They have like bows and arrows and shit, and they're like all nice to each other. Yeah. Right yeah. from afar. Yeah. And they're like, sure, we'll we'll go to battle for you. No problem. Yeah. I love them. Okay. Were you guys surprised that Darrow got picked in like the top hundred or what have you? No. That was pretty predictable. Mm-hmm. No. It wasn't his predictable. Test, his test scores were so high. It's like a it's impossible for him not to get picked yeah. so quickly. Yeah. I would also just like to say the NFL draft is coming up. And can we just say that um Severo is Mr. Irrelevant? Yeah. And I love it. It's so perfect. (laughs) Yeah, the last draft pick. And then they call them Mr. Irrelevant. And that's fucked up. I don't know know. anything about football, so I don't even know what you're talking about. I really like the Institute and the setup of that. And I like that we got a moment and I forgot that this happened where they sat at the table and they all kind of hung out with their like Primus rankings before they did the passage. And I forgot about that moment Mm -hmm. where they all kind of meet. And I did not realize that Cassius is the one that gives everybody their fucking howler name. Did you guys catch that? Mm-hmm. I highlighted it too. I don't know where it and is. And it's because he's making fun of them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That one's going to be Pebble because they're really small. I was like, I was like so enlightening. Thank you, Cassius. You dumb fuck. Absolutely. Um, screw face for obvious reasons, which is so <laughs> mean. Clown because of that ridiculous puffy hair. Weed because, well, he's thin. Oi, you're thistle because your nose looks like looks hooked as one and that itty bitty one over there next to the bronzy looking fellow is little pebble <laughs> what a douche I what a that. douche and they call him the goblin like right off the bat and i'm like yeah i really like it but it's so funny did you guys think that titus was sketchy from the beginning no no and i'm gonna be honest the second time around i yet again <laughs> did not realize that he was a red i totally fucking forgot <laughs> even when he said bloody damn i didn't even notice that's really funny and then i I was like oh yeah that's hella funny remember the first time i read that i actually audibly gasped out loud because i was like (gasps) that surprised me for sure that one got me you got me pierce yeah Yeah. i see right through you most of the time when they put him to death essentially honestly there's nothing that made me more angry in the entire book or upset as when he allowed cassius to kill him because it was so the injustice he deserved better that goes back to me saying talking about how he shows certain amount of restraint towards people and then not to other people but he also really just wanted some fucking slack and that's why i think he did it so he could be like okay the whole julian thing to the grave my guy You know, and then, like, that didn't happen. (laughs) Okay, we did not talk about... We jumped in and did not talk about 
Julian. their test where they had to kill another yeah. person I was from the institute. About... How they put the weaker in with the stronger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I was still talking about their the, like little banquet right before the passage when they like all sat together and chatted. I was like, talk to sketchy AF. Yeah. But let's talk about the I passage. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, that shit was rigged. <laughs> Clearly. That was I the mean... point. I mean, it's just interesting when you learn. Wait, slowly. no. Are you are you sure? What? Did they eat together? Before what? or after? I thought they ate together after. No, because there's a part they where don't even go to the places. No, and that's why I was saying I forgot that that happened because they sit down and and Julian's like mid. He's like a mid color and they are a uh, mid uh, draft and he says that mm-hmm. like. Cassius and Antonia and Darrow are like sitting there eating together, and that's when Cassius mm-hmm. like gives them all their howler names, and then he's like, "Oh, look at Julian like a mid draft," and they're like chit chatting, and there's like this big banquet before all of them, and then they go to bed, and that's when they get like part of the passage. And I forgot that that part happened, but yeah, they like all sit together and like have a fucking meal before half of them kill each other because they meet that Primus guy. Um, what's his name? Prima Donna. The guy uh, several ends up killing. Yeah, whatever his name is. So they like meet him. I forgot that that happened where they like. Is this no? What is his name? I don't know. It starts with a P. Couldn't tell you. Hmm. Yeah, I forgot that they did that, and then they all sit together and like chit chat, and then they go, and the passage happens. Mm-hmm. Is that ringing any bells? Yeah, it's cl- under classmates. It's after the draft. What's his name? I'm looking it up before they go. Prima, Pr- Prima, P R, Pram, Prima, Priam, Priam. Thank you. That sounds like real text. I say Priam. Yeah, Priam. don't quote me because Priam sounds like straight from Texas and Priam. Yeah, sounds like yeah. What's her face? I think it's Priam. I think you're right. Correct. Yeah, they have like a what they have like a banquet before, and they're all sitting there like chit chatting. And I thought I like found that I forgot that that scene happened honestly. Yeah. And like going, this is the first time I've ever remembered it. The fifth reread. <laughs> okay, I remember what you're talking about now because I remember Priam being there. Yeah. And then when they eat together next, he's not. Right. Mm-hmm. That because happened. Severo has killed him. And everybody's shook. So yeah. it's never actually like really said out loud. I don't think at any point, is it? Like Darrow yes, kind of guesses. Severo, Severo admits it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he guesses about Julie. I just texted Tiffany about this the other day. Yeah. I was like, is this an like intuition thing or does he know? And then yeah. Yeah, it was just his intu- uh Severo just guesses after he puts Severo on the spot and the silly bolts just stop talking. They're like, oopsies. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that- okay, well, demons are out of the bag. Let's just shove that down there and I'll never talk move about this. I think the first time I read it, I kind of assumed that it was Severo because of the way that he, like, even before they did the big reveal, I think once they were kind of in there and there was like one or two mentions of how, like, I don't know, inadequate Severo was, I was like, I bet he was the one that killed him. So I kind of had that feeling. Did you guys guess that too? I didn't really think very much about it. Totally fair. Because there's just so much emphasis on the whole Julian thing. What about figuring out the whole Fitchner Severo thing? Because they talk identically and i highlighted a bunch of stuff that i was like wow that's so odd like no gold talks like that yeah of course it's his dad <laughs> i don't i never guessed that i that was and never... he keeps calling him goblin <laughs> he's such and he like he like kills the thing and he's like all right everybody all right kiddos like pack it up and haul it to your castle and several's like kind of fucking killed it a little closer and he's like deal with it and like 
I just, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. It should have been obvious. Yeah, and they're really mean to each other, and he's not mean to anyone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never guessed uh, it, though. Like, I I definitely, uh, when the big reveal happened, I was genuinely shocked. Yeah. I also didn't realize they, he, they coin Reapers so early So on. early. Yep. Which makes sense, but I forgot about that. And them calling him Reaper, I guess I totally forgot about the song itself. Mm-hmm. And this is how the song is like, hear the Reaper swing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they call him the Reaper at the Institute. I don't know. I did not connect those two the first time that I read yeah. it. Fitchner brings it up and yeah, and then they bring it up multiple times. Yeah. That's and I interesting. I think it's so funny and like I get it symbolism or whatever, but I think it's so funny that he ends up with like Ceres scythe blade and that's why they call him Reaper. But then he calls it a sling blade because Mm -hmm. of the reds and then he gets like the razor in the shape of the sling blade. And I just like that we kind of got that like full circle moment where it's like the the sling blade, but it's actually from like a a gold piece of equipment. And I think that Mm -hmm. that's like so well done and kind of fun. It's a lot of there's he does a lot of symbolism and shit. Yeah, and he does a good job at that. I thought the beginning part, like, makes kind of sense, but I feel really fucking bad for House Mars and how, like, they don't get shit. And the split between, like, Tactus and Cassius and, and Darrow is nuts. And, like, you root so hard for them. And then when he, like, betrays, I was, like, crushed when mm-hmm. I read that the first time, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Like, fuck Darrow. Cassius deserved to do it. <laughs> I mean... I mean, we all don't know by now. Cassius is my golden boy. He's not really in this book, but I still, I've always he's like a dick in this book. But really, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's interesting. He has interesting, like he acts so tough and so swaggery. But then, like Daryl always mentions, like how he like was crying because of mm-hmm. Julian and all that. I, one thing I do appreciate with Pierce is. He Lee shows some fucking men with some fucking emotions. Granted, yeah. they're teenagers, um, but like Darrow sits there and cries like a lot. Why and like very understandably, <laughs> like no, yeah. no harsh feelings on that. But I don't know. I just it's interesting to see that they still like quite a few. I feel like Cassius, although he's a douche in this, he still has a very strong moral compass. Yeah, and he's, like, kind of... Or, like, honor and stuff. Right, like, he knows what he wants out of this whole thing, and, like, I forgot how big of a part he was in this, and kind of going back, I love their relationship and the way it develops, and, like, you want the best for them, and the way that they're Mm -hmm. both kind of skating around, becoming Primus, and, like, it's just cute, and, like, there's so many moments in there where I feel like their friendship is just so beautiful and so well done, like, when they go to try to fight Mustang... And Mm -hmm. Darrow's kind of like, I mean, Darrow's like the cockiest son of a bitch you've ever met. So I do Mm -hmm. want to punch him occasionally. But like Cassius is so funny. And they're just like, you know what we're going to do? He's cocky, but he's funny. He's Yeah, but he's like allowed to be like he's grown up a gold. Like Darrow just needs to shut the fuck up, you know? Like, (laughs) I really like the part where they like meet Mustang kind of for this like third time for Darrow. But and they jump in the lock Mm -hmm. and and he's like still talking shit, you know, like Cassius Mm -hmm. is so funny. And I just, I love that part so much because I th- I think it's hilarious. Like, he always has something witty to say. And I... He's this really is like, smart, but yeah. he's just kind of... He was just bred into being his dad out of nine kids' favorite. You could tell. Yeah, absolutely. Cocky son of a... I also noticed that when they jumped in the lock that Darrow gave 
Cassius like two things to float on and only kept one for himself and I was like oh my god yeah when their bromance like blew up into a thousand pieces I literally was like on the verge of crying I was like <laughs> just my favorite when like, that let me call you brother when you killed my brother and I was like no I thunder and your lightning okay me too. yeah oh my <laughs> god yeah the thunder and lightning really hurt my soul and then that was right when um that's when he brings up uh him brooding yeah we'll mm-hmm. get there we'll get there it's giving stepbrothers you know <laughs> it's giving stepbrothers i just like hate their relationship from now on to yeah. it's <laughs> you want to play my drum set i'm just saying <laughs> sound like same I'm vibe what? I'm not crying. I'm laughing, but I'm also uh, crying. I'm crying a little inside. Were you guys surprised by the this the deception or what have you? Of like that that's how Cassie is found out and like what he and he what oh. he decided to do. No, not I feel at like, all. I feel like that's when you really start to figure out that they're really, really throwing hands again. Like first it's like a few things that were dropped off that weren't dropped off to them, but that like cross the line into like oh they're fucking cheating yeah and i i was honestly surprised at the way that cassie has handled it but i think it's a beautiful way to like show how much he meant to him because i think i would have thought cassius would have like challenged him to a duel at mm-hmm. the time where i where he was like at and so i think that it just shows like how intimidated he was by darrow and how like what's the word i'm looking for well he didn't want everybody to find out that he just up and murdered darrow right and how much he <laughs> like power he knew he held yeah that would have been very cowardly, but also, yeah. He would have been able to beat uh, Darrow, though. That's the interesting part. That's but what I'm I saying, guess, yeah. I guess it just shows his, like, self-deprecation, kind of? I don't know. Like, he just knows that he's kind of a beta when he's exactly. not really used to being a beta. But also, I would probably murder somebody if they murdered my sibling. And lied about it, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then yeah, yeah but he didn't face. have a choice. He would have been immediately ostracized. Yeah. But I feel like that's why I like all these very honor-driven dudes because I probably would very blindly be like, "Well, fuck you too, bro." Yeah, whatever you say. Yeah, I just could see like, yeah, you have no choice, but it's like it still happened. But yeah, I don't know. Let's talk about my favorite character, Roke, really quickly. And Quinn. <laughs> He's like. <laughs> In maybe 10 pages. Yeah, he ain't relevant in this shit at all. I don't know why I like him. I, like, genuinely can't tell you. But as soon as Baby Boy Roke got on the page, I was like, oof, love, 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 love. I just, I... I Yeah, okay. Sarah right off the bat goes, oh, yeah, you're full of hot air. And I was like... He's, like, the poet, like... And then he comes back and he's like, I knew you were still alive. Like, he's the only one holding out hope. I'm just saying, not true, but, you know... Anyways, I forgot that Quinn was with Cassius. True. Kind of useless, though. I'm not really sure how she made it. Riding those coattails, baby. She's... How did she, like, murder another person? She gets in one fight, and some... and they, like, knock her out. Yeah. Is that her? Or is that Leah? What? Or are we talking about different people? Yeah, Any both of them. How did points? both of them survive? Yeah. I also forgot Leah existed until she died. Who, who is that? Who is Leah? Yeah. Leah's the one that they kill, that uh, Antonia kills. That bitch is crazy. The the, the one that Roke likes. And he's like, I think I'm going to kiss her. First of all, okay, let's talk about that moment really quickly. They ambush them. Or they ambush Darrow. 
Yeah, I had this thought when, and I, this is the first time I've actually ever noticed it. When Leah calls Daryl from his bed and she is like, Roke is in a ditch. He broke his legs. I can't find him. Yeah. That part doesn't make any sense to me because I know that you're tired and everything, but like the logical part of, of Daryl's brain should have said, well, the med bots will find him because they came so quick at every other battle. They know where you're at. They've like said it multiple times. So like the fact that, you know, he didn't even think twice and just like got up and didn't grab anything. I was like, you're dumb. You're a dumb leader. I feel like he, it literally, that part comes from right after he says, like, tells Roke, like, oh, take her somewhere nice and kiss her and blah, blah, blah. I think he felt like he made that happen. That's why he just, like, busts ass. But that's very logical. I mean, getting woken up in the middle of the night, that would be very jarring, though. Well, Daryl falls for it two different times. Yeah, he really does. (laughs) Like, what a fucking idiot. Yeah. Daryl. She doesn't call me that. And then fucking walks into the forest like, oh. like a dipshit and goes, fuck, I fucked up again. <laughs> like, what a fucking idiot. Also, I don't really understand what Antonio promised Leah that she would have gone with this whole scenario and like what happened to Roke. Like, was Roke just like chilling in the castle? Or he was missing. Yeah, like, he was missing. Where, and where you don't, did he go? You don't fucking find out where. Yeah, he just shows up at the end. And Super he's sketch. like, oh, thanks, guys. I missed you. I knew you'd come back. Cassius knew you'd come back. And I was like, save me the sob story, you little bitch. <laughs> yeah, where the fuck were you? Scrawny little bitch. You would have Maybe... not survived without Cassius. Did Let they like just say that. Did they kidnap him? I have no idea. Like, what did, what did Antonio do to Leah to convince her to, to like, go out in the woods and say all that shit? You know what I mean? Because they immediately yeah. turn around and kill her. And, and she's, she's not terrifying. part of their group. So it doesn't make any sense to me. Antonio is just terrifying. Ugh, I hate her. Fair. I, I also, also hate, hate her. her. Love her Possibly. sister, though. Do. Love that bitch. Love that bitch. Big fan. There are so many things I could say that are not relevant, so I'm gonna. <laughs> there, yeah. I just I remember like I read that this time, and I was like, wait, the medbots have come for like every other situation, and like Daryl's an idiot. I do really like their like journey sequence, and then it lasts a really long time though. Once you know they kind of split off, and like Cassius stabs him, and Mustang helps him. They're mm-hmm. like trekking through the fucking woods, skin and howler like wolves and shit. Like I think that part is so epic, and the way that they like take down the other houses, I think is really cool. Yeah. I did very much dislike how Mustang is singing Eo's song. Mm-hmm. Or is she humming? I don't fucking know. But she starts singing the song in some way. And Daryl's like, how do you know that? And she's like, some girl, some girl on the screen. Like, and he's about it. He's like, oh, okay, this is so great. She knows. Start she knows. Like, bro, she's. She's humming this tune like it's something she heard on the fucking radio. Your yeah. wife is dead. Why are you even hanging out with her? Tell her to stop fucking saying it. And he's like, she's keeping her dream alive. And I'm like, bro, you need to sort out your priorities. You're such a dipshit. What an idiot. Um, And like when she's sick, he sings it to her. I was like. Yeah. I feel like it's just ignorance that just shows how like, oh yeah, some chick sang it before she fucking kicked it. Like, (laughs) And like my dad literally ordered her to die. Yep. But you don't know that's her dad. Yeah, I know. Spoiled bitch. I forgot the part where Cassius gets peed on. Won't lie. Just mm-hmm. forgot. Black that part out. When I reread it, I was like, oh. well, it, does, it does come full circle. Absolutely does. Oof. In a big way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. I like the, um. I think my favorite battle is the battle scene where they come out of the dead horses. I know we're kind of all over, but oh the Institute God, is yeah. like such a long part of this fucking book. 
And we get to meet like Taxus's crazy ass. Um, My favorite was... is when Pax comes screaming his own fucking name over and over again. You idiot. <laughs> I love it. I genuinely R. forgot R. how he died. Me too. I, I knew he was dead, but I was like, hmm, how does this happen again? You really I forgot? Just, you I forgot. read it today and was like, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> I knew he died, but I didn't remember like how it happened. Do you remember so who killed it him? Did. Yeah, it was the jackal. Yeah, yeah. but did you remember? Yeah, no, I remember the jackal killed him, but I didn't that. remember how. Okay. And it happened so fucking fast that I was like, is this a joke? Yeah. My well, favorite part in that book is when he stabs the jackal through the hand and he's like, hello, jackal, I'm Reaper. And I was yeah. always, and every single time I'm like, damn, was for the first time, you're that bitch. Waiting for that part. That that part stuck, I think, is probably one of the one, one thing that stuck in my brain like the most out of this mm-hmm. whole book. I was just rooting for it, and I read it today. Like, that is the last, like, 50 pages. Well, he, like, tosses my favorite. He tosses the fucking knife to him or whatever, and he's, like, says something about how a jackal gets out of a trap is by chewing off his own leg. He's, like, cut your fucking hand off. He's, like, he's not gonna do it. I was, like, "Uh uh-oh. Saw his own fucking hand. He's, like, (laughs) crying and, like, halfway through. And he's, like... Oh, fuck. I told him that he could leave if he did it, and now he's doing it, and now I don't want to do. He's Shift like, the paradigm, um... you fuck. Like, think of something. And then Pax gives him that blade to, like, chop his hand all the way off, and then that he ends up smart. killing Pax. Big mistake. Huge. My question is, I know that I almost called her Virginia. Virginia Mustang, whatever. The Telemuses and them are friends. Yes, Family they grew up friends. together. So that's why they are buddy-buddy, her and Pax. Mm-hmm. What about him and Adrius slash the Jackal? Like, do are do they know each other? They were raised separately, remember? Yeah, so that's right? what I'm thinking. Does he know yeah. stabbing him and killing Atelmus is going to really fuck shit up? So, I mean, like, I guess it didn't, but... I think this is kind of how I read it, slash, if I remember correctly. They all grew up together when her oldest brother was still alive. And then mm-hmm. when Cassius's older brother, Carnus or whatever, mm-hmm. killed her brother, then he separated he the separated two of them. them. But there's like references, this is kind of a spoiler, but there's references in the other books where like they would play games together. So I don't know if that was like when they were a little yeah. bit older. So yeah, that's a great question. Like, does he not understand how important that is? Yeah. And like, does he realize know. that this is his dad's like biggest allies and he just fucking whacked one of them? Like the he favorite son too. Fuck. The game is I mean, rigged for him to win. Yeah. That's that shit true. was nuts. Which is so funny because you go on knowing how much he kind of hates him so i does he yeah no that dynamic was confusing to me because i was like all i remembered was their relationship was not great so i'm like wait why the fuck is he doing this he said it at the end that his wife was soft and she was oh yeah yeah i did just read because i i remember that too when i was reading it i was like i'm sorry what like this doesn't make any sense and like i do respect the idea of the jackal's character but like i fucking hate the jackal like i think he's such an irredeemable character and like i actually hate his arc because mm-hmm. he doesn't make any sense to me like he's, he's just, just shitty crazy. yeah he's, he's fucking crazy he's a great crazy. villain yeah he's a you're right okay maybe i, I maybe love I'm him not. for that i really yeah. like his character well that's why i like tactus and his his squad his crazy fucking siblings <laughs> I know. I was always like, oh, shit, this man is crazy. And then we get into, like, the later books, and I'm like, oh, that was bottom of the barrel crazy. He's not even... Oh, and that bitch is a psycho, and I 
do commend Pearson writing some really good psychos. Yeah, and I, I'm literally I like, obsessed. With I know it's it's like keep your friends close and your enemies closer. <sighs> I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Jekyll's character is so fucking weird to me because like Lilith is unhinged, and we don't get a ton of her in this, which is a little bit of a bummer. But like, it's so funny that they've created this ominous like legend of themselves almost. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's like that even Roke and those like lower sort of golds are scared of them. He's like, did you see what was in her hair bones? Yeah. Yeah. And you don't know what they are until later on when you come to find that they They essentially became cannibals. Mm -hmm. They were killing and eating each other and And then wearing the bones. Because he caved it in. Yes. He literally says the line when you're in the dark, you don't care what you eat, even if it's still moving. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Wow. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. And that's why I like the Jackal so much as a character and so much as a villain is because he will do anything. That's fair. That's why his name is so prominent, but he also hates it, which is interesting. And I like that his dad hates it too. Like, it's kind of, it's kind of like that moment. Yeah. And Darrow says, like, you should have put your money on Mustang. And I I love that line. I Mm -hmm. think it's so good. But I think that Jackal is, he has a lot of really, like, prominent moments too, where he's like, hands are like a slave's weapon and daryl's like my hands mean everything and you're like mm-hmm. yeah you're still thinking small baby boy yeah still thinking small mm-hmm. yeah he does say that that's funny like he's like he's willing to chop his fucking arms off but daryl didn't grow up with people having like reanimated like limbs you know yeah, if you lose true. one they'll just build you another like he's not thinking that way i don't know yeah, I just like that he, I don't know, that's another moment where Daryl's, like, still a hell diver of Lycos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he is still a fucking a caterpillar. caterpillar. <laughs> yeah. He thought he was a butterfly, but he not. He not, he not. No. And I... <sighs> he okay. is not yet the golden sun. Yeah, amen. Which they call him that in Lycos, by the way. Very early on. Was- wondering i was like golden sun oh my god and i highlighted it like a fucking crazy person same let's talk about the takeover of olympus i did not realize how close to the end that capturing the jackal and like the very end of the book was how few pages pages. yeah that to me is like a prominent scene and it is like three pages long Mm -hmm. the part where he kills apollo and says bloody damn i gasped out loud even this reread Mm -hmm. i know and several's like oh there was some storm interference i cut it out and he was like oh my god he knows and i was like yeah your bitch is not a dumbass like everybody gives him no credit well yeah but no one gives him credit for being a smart little goblin that he is Severo is like and i like when he him and fitchner are like talking he's like my son thinks he can rise higher than he can and then Darrow's like, but he's so relevant and like, I need him. And he's like, he says so many times, I don't know what I did to deserve his like friendship and loyalty, but I'm so happy I have it. And I'm like, yeah, you are. Mr. Like, irrelevant. Yeah. He's so like quintessential and like, he does so much. And like you, I forgot that he fought Lilith. That bitch yeah, took wait. his eye. <laughs> no. And like, I, I just love, I like how their friendship kind of comes together super slowly too. Mm-hmm. And there's like weird moments where Darrow's like, I don't know if... I like this guy. I don't know if I should like continue to trust him or what I'm doing to like earn his loyalty. But he won't stop following me around everywhere I go. Yes. And it's like he knows. And I love when he like 
when him and Cassie are together and he looks at Daryl and he's like, you know what's what? And Cassie's like, yo, what what the fuck, bro? Like, I know what's what. So I really like that. And and that we get like these little hints of who Severo is like later on. And he's just, I don't know. I love him so much. He's my, he's my OG forever. Yeah. He is good because he's comedic relief, but he's not like a dipshit. I feel like a lot of the time people that are comedic reliefs are like, you know, where he's like, I don't know. He's just smart and I don't know. Instead, he's fucking insane. And that's why Severo is my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Absolutely I think, unhinged. I think I was going to pick him for my favorite this book for sure. Can't say it yet. We're not there. I'm sorry. You already <laughs> said yours was broke. I didn't say it yet. I just said he's my favorite. Like, I just love him generally, <laughs> not in this thing. book. <laughs> just in general. He's not my favorite this book. Uh... Like, the Olympus part is fucking crazy, though, because I was, like, not expecting that. I think the first time I read it, I was like, there's no way they're about to go out there and, like, take them all down in Olympus. And I fucking love that scene. Thank God. It is so good. Well, then also he finds Mustang and then they start, like, making out. Like, girl, are <laughs> you fine? Are you okay? How's your physical health right now? Why are you doing that? And he, like, has a whole moment where he's like, I want to sleep with her, but I can't right now because we have shit to do. And I'm still Your sad. dead. <laughs> your wife she is just dead. died yeah <laughs> you are a widower so you need to keep it in your pants sir you did not pass Thank the you. grieving period yeah just because she hummed the song doesn't mean that it's okay i think that makes it it makes it worse agreed and he was like i'm gonna give her the flower and he's like thank god i didn't that fucking traitor's bitch and i'm like <laughs> oh okay <laughs> that escalated very so quickly, quickly. Listen, that's the level of betrayal I feel about none of us getting this arc. I won't even lie. <laughs> but I'm just saying right now, I feel like Darrow, chapter 36. Like, <laughs> Wait, I really was shocked. Like, how the fuck did he, he really think she was just up and gone? If she didn't tag team with her brother from the beginning, what makes you think she's going to now? Well, and they're in totally different houses on a totally different side of the map. Like, how do you think that they've been communicating and like discussing? Yeah. Right. Well, then she also like, delivers him like bound and gagged and naked. Fucking naked. Yeah. And she she's like, like checks oh, him. She's like, here you go, Reap. Is this Have all fun. for me? I'm like, oh, that I would I'd be pissed if I was her. But really? she's just like super cash, no big deal. She's well, like, because she my... knows that he has a right to act this way. Yeah, she lied. Funny. She had every she opportunity lie. to tell him, and she never did. Mm-hmm. Grace, tell everybody how you guessed. Oh, then I guess that it was her. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I guess that they were siblings. I didn't guess that they were twins. But okay, at the end of chapter 25, they're talking about the jackal and blah, blah, blah. And I think it's him and Mustang. Let me go back. Oh, yeah. So they're talking about it because there's a boy here like you and all of that stuff. And they're my proctor calls him the jackal, blah, blah, blah. Um, He's smarter, crueler, stronger than you. And he will win this game and blah, blah, blah. Literally, the next chapter is called My Brother. Well, that's that was my number one. And then she, th- another time they're talking about like her home life or whatever. Like, yeah, I have a strict dad, blah, blah, blah. And then there's another thing she says, like at towards the end, he was like, ja- the jackal says it. He goes, hmm, that sounds familiar. And I'm like, yeah. Hello. Oh, my gosh. What was what's the line that they both say? Like something about um, it's like an eye for cheating. an eye, but it's not that something about cheating. Yeah. Yep. I, I think at that moment I was like, oh, I'm kind of suspicious of something. 
But going back and rereading it, I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. Like, whatever I have to... Yeah, that was our bad for not writing that fucking thing down. Yeah. But I do remember that part where he says it and he's like, oh, I've heard that before. And I'm like, you heard that like a chapter and a half ago. So you better remember. Yeah. Idiot. Um, I do... Yeah, I guess that one. I like that. I do that like when they... just been dumb luck, though. <laughs> I mean, I think there's a lot things. of foreshadowing. You know what yeah. I mean? classic i didn't guess that even in the fucking slightest could have held a gun to my head and i'd be like i don't know he's related to tactus <laughs> straight Honestly, up <laughs> that's not too far fucking far off i literally was just <laughs> scrolling through my notes he's talking about tactus and he's like he's a fucking beast or whatever and he's like he's the sort of he's the sort to make braids out of someone's entrails yes like, tactus is honestly terrifying he might mm-hmm. be worse than the jackal yeah, the man is a cruel beast, but he's my cruel beast, is what Darrow's. Yes, I love that line, and I like that he realizes that and is, like, willing to... He's, like, tries so hard to, like, adapt yeah, him, too. So all of his shit. Yeah. Tax has been having a rough life. He just needs somebody to, like, lean on, you know? Yeah. I love him. I do, too, but at I the same time... I do, too. He definitely grows in uh, Golden Sun, and I'm excited to read more about him. Yeah, you guys don't like rope, but you like Tactus, really? (laughs) Yeah, Tactus has personality. (laughs) Rope is a poet. He's misunderstood. (laughs) That's, I think, okay, this is going way off topic. That's exactly why I don't like him. He's he's that, he's, what did I say, Tiffany, that some other person said on Instagram? The pick me girl. Oh, yeah. (gasps) Fucking hate that. Oh, no. And I didn't say that. Somebody else said it. So I'm not taking credit, but I also can't tell you off the top of my head who said that. I don't agree. Okay. Agree. <laughs> no, he is a pick me character, but I I love so Roke but... the first time around and I still like Roke. I just feel like he wasn't in it enough in this one for me to love him again. Yeah, I think he really shines in the first three quarters of Golden Sun. <laughs> yeah <laughs> because like in the wrong but at the same time like you know he gets to be what we wanted for like his bromance is kind of beautiful because daryl gave that shit up with cassius um you know he needs he needs a brosif cassius the true that. love of his life yeah it absolutely literally is literally absolutely that because part was he, so funny though when he fucking shows up and Cassius like rips off a scab and like spits blood spits on him. In his face. That was, was nasty. Like, disgusting. I think that's why I like him because he's an honor-driven little petty bitch. Yeah. Totally <laughs> and I like that. He's my petty little bitch. He honestly is the best anything. character arc. Hands down. He'll do anything in the series. for his family. He's always like, this isn't right. We shouldn't do this. Like in, even when t- not Tactus. Titus. Wow, that's there are a lot of names. <laughs> He's like, this isn't right. Who, like, these people, I mean, granted, he's like, these people aren't pink. So, like, that's classist, but that's all he knows. But I'm just saying, like, it's like this isn't fair. These are kids. Like, we're just students. He says it multiple times. We're just students. We're just students. Like, this has gone too far. Yeah. And that's That's the point. It's supposed to go that far. You're my little golden baby. I love him so much. Have you guys ever read The Grace here? No. No. Yeah, it's that pink cover. Anyways, it's just like this whole series is like the definition of trauma bonding. And (laughs) or like this whole first book is like the definition of trauma bonding. And I I think it's like so profound, I guess, that like these kids and they talk about it so many times. They're like, oh, we're just kids. We're just kids. 
that they go through all of this together and then when they fucking get out like the adults are like okay well you guys already got your internships and you're gonna go to the academy which i forgot mm-hmm. existed by the way do all of these things and like just forget about all this stuff that happened to you and you're like that is nuts like they have been through some shit in the People last died. Like, three fucking years there was They've like i got while. somebody stabbed 10 times on my body well i feel mm-hmm. like that's why mustang and darrow as much as we like dislike it i feel like that's why they grew so lovey dovey yeah. so quickly they were literally like sleeping next to each other in fucking snow tunnels and stinky wolf pelts with a bunch of psychos around them literally <laughs> in the and jump out jump scare buddy and they call them the horse like the dead horses or whatever like they call that band of people from Minerva. that's his crew and he's like when he so sees bad. several and he runs up he's like hey it's my guy we spent whatever how long in a fucking horse and daryl's like i guess seeing a day and a half in a horse body will really make you guys bond and i was like several tactics like yeah. scary same same but different it's giving the remnant what is it called right with leonardo DiCaprio. yeah with the bear <laughs> yeah it's giving star wars episode four oh my god no that's <laughs> drama empire of the vampire jane yeah. that and empire of the vampire yeah y'all must be friends like <laughs> i literally texted tiffany when we were reading empire together and i was like oh my god he literally han soloed he cut a horse open wow. and shoved a person in it did oh all my- of these characters call each other and like decide that they were all gonna wear the same thing and it's a dead animal body <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever keeps you warm. <laughs> whatever you need to do. Yeah. What else? I like the end. I like that he, you know, declares himself to Nero and makes that decision. Like, then and they're like, a oh, fucking idiot. Such a bad idea. And literally, Lauren is staring at him from across the room. I mean, like, I think that's who he should have gone with. I just think that would have been much better fit. They are very much more like-minded. I feel like, mm-hmm. what is... Warren, I highlighted it. What the rage thing? I, yeah, he has a rage night. I feel mm-hmm. like they just together are in such good even playing fields as like absolutely who they are as people. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, you dumb fucking idiot. And yeah, it's like it's typical Darrow, like be fucking rash and not like mm-hmm. ask anybody any questions or like make the decision ahead of time. Like you're just gonna go for it. You're gonna go hang out and under your biggest nemesis in their house, insult the fuck who- out of him. <laughs> Her, like, who perfectly happens to be your semi-almost new girlfriend's dad. Right. Like, and you're just gonna sit there and, like, create this relationship with this fucking chick, hopefully, quote-unquote. That, that's what I think is going on in his mind. But also get so close to her dad, you could fucking stab him in the back. Yeah, it's so cocky of him. Like, here it is again, where he thinks he's gonna be able to just, like, kill Nero, like, whenever he feels like it. Literally, somebody tells him that, like, that's his goal. I think it's Dancer or one of them, and he's like, yeah, yeah. my goal is to kill the Arch Governor." and they say, you set your bar too low. Yeah, your site's, like, too small, or, mm-hmm. yeah, your bar too low. Yeah, and, like, it's it's just, like, childish. Like, Darrow, you spent the last three years, like, maiming and murdering, and you're gonna be like, oh, great opportunity here let me just do it without fucking thinking idiot yeah but i also feel like it was probably the best i mean maybe not yeah. if you ally with lauren but like that's your best protection against cassius's family yeah that's very true and like it is the highest he's the highest ranking person like in the room that was going to offer him something 
But I feel like, I mean, he doesn't know Lauren, but I feel like the Rage Knight would have been a better fit. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Any final thoughts? No. Justice for Cassius. That's Justice all I say. So your guys' both of your favorite books in the series is Golden Sun? Yeah. Yep. Nice. This is my favorite book of the series. I won't lie. I'm sorry. I, I just <laughs> see it. I don't see it. I, yeah. I, I don't know. It's something about the it's like journey bad. sequence for me. Like I just love the idea yeah. of the setup of like the howlers and like how important Severo like, like slowly becomes, I think for me is like it's like a big like your classic adventure, like found yeah. family kind of deal. The next ones, like Golden Sun is a shit ton of political I mean, granted the rest of them are really political intriguing. Yeah. But I feel like you still have the school-ish kind of thing. They're still learning in Golden Sun, which I like. But they're also, yeah, not just like straight up kids. Yeah. There's a lot of like cool feuding. I love the inter-family feuding of Golden Sun that I'm excited to read. More Cassius. Yeah, a lot of Cassius and Golden Sun. (laughs) You get a lot of good new character or like expanded newish characters yeah there's like and the core kind of like storyline comes mm-hmm. to pass you know more about harmony you know more about dancer you know more about lauren nero all of that good stuff the end is fucking starness you get carnis you get victra yeah it's like you bitch you bitch victra <laughs> who was your guys's favorite character of the episode obviously severo yeah <laughs> severo yeah he could do yeah. no wrong absolutely <laughs> Yeah, he was just I agree. definitely the most entertaining. Darrow is so entertaining, but I feel like at the same time you just want to punch him in the face. Oh, yeah. Like, why you do that? Why you do that, honey? Like, Meanwhile, Severo disappears, kills like a pack leader of some wolves, and then comes back wearing its fur. And he's like, "What do you guys think I was doing? Wanking off in the bushes? Like, yeah, no, literally, yeah. what were you fucking doing? Yeah." And then he like disappears again and was like, "I'm gonna <laughs> find that stupid ass bitch, the jackal." Comes back literally with an empty One eye socket. <laughs> And he, like, buries the standard, like, just in case they get invaded. Like, a smart yeah. asshole. Yeah. He really is just a And he gets the Minerva standard boy. and, like, yeah, he's really in it. He's really in it to win it. I just picture him just maniacally laughing and it's my favorite. Like, I just like that everybody's scared of him when mm-hmm. everybody also just spends their whole entire day mocking him. Yes. And making fun of him. And then he turns around and they're like, okay, sorry. You're terrifying. <laughs> Literally, one of my favorite parts in this book is is when they are, I don't know if it was when they took Minerva's standard, but they are like chaotic. They're laughing so fucking hard. They're just running off like this is some crazy game that they're playing. Like yeah. you could have been killed. And they're like, this is so fun. Ha ha ha. Like, what the, what and like Daryl literally says a line where he's like, sometimes I forget we're just kids. And I'm like, yeah, yeah you just <laughs> murdered people. Well, that's another thing too. Every like, especially Cassius is always like we're students this is a game like this is blah blah and then i'm like i feel like you think that your society gives a shit about you (laughs) like unless you make it they don't care yeah they care about you until you go into this little world and then they don't give a shit about you unless you make it through and they're not like shamed yeah yep literally like take to the curb if you don't make it to a through a stupid ass 
oh my gosh camping trip with a bunch of psychos i just remembered something we forgot to talk about but can we talk really quickly before we get to the end i know this is out of order the part where tactus tries to rape that girl and darrow takes his lashes for him that part is so epic that was very powerful that it it like gives me chills like i remember reading every time i read it i'm always like how's he gonna get out of the situation like i forgot Mm -hmm. gets his ass whipped uh, that was one part i was looking forward to too but i forgot it was tactus Mm. i confused titus and tactus because titus also tried to pull that shit or did pull that shit yeah so yeah i definitely like mushed those two together yeah well then tactus is like a like a puppy dog to him after that Mm-hmm. He like respects him so much. He's he's confused as to why he would possibly do this. Yeah. But little does he know, this is like a full circle moment for Darrow because mm-hmm. he tried to take Eo's lashes when they were being whipped. Mm-hmm. And now he he finally uses that and he becomes a leader instead. Yeah. I can't imagine being like granted it's your only option to get people on your side, but that would the description for that going is... through that again. Oh, especially with Pax doing it. Yeah. You'd have literally no skin. Yeah. The line at the end is my back look like chewed up goat's meat. Yeah. it It's giving like Outlander. Yes, it is. It's disgusting. That's what Absolutely I picture in my head. Oh, little Jamie. Little Jamie. It's so gross. Yeah. I That's like seared into my memory. Chewed up goat's meat. <laughs> <laughs> but i really like that part too because i think it's one of the moments where like you are i think at that point we're sort of like daryl what are you doing and like how are you going to hold these people together and then you get that that second where he's like i have to make them like fear me and respect me all in the same bit and it's like he has to like rely on his charisma there's a point where somebody i think it's apollo where he's like you're you guys are still gonna lose but you're still gonna follow him you're not gonna like fuck off and try to win it for yourself because you don't matter if you don't win and they're like yeah no we're good they're like we want to help us like what <laughs> like shit i really thought that was gonna work yeah it's, it's that's why i love this book because it's like so fucking cool and he says it at the very beginning like him and mustang are already building like exactly what they want which is to break the society and mm-hmm. he's like we're different and he even says that to nero at the end where he's like yeah, you might not be friends with your classmates, but we did something different here. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Maybe Darrow's Man, I did think one. it was kind of funny when he straight up tells Darrow, he's like, no, you're not different. This will literally mean nothing in a decade. Yeah, special. Wrong. Incorrect. Wrong. With, Listen, with, I read with Iron Gold. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do like that Nero was in uh, House Mars and that they did mention that. And I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, and that he won too, because they were like, that's the last time that Mars has won, right? Some yeah. shit like that. I have another question. I think we were just talking to Julia about this, Tiffany and I, but thoughts on Mustang in second reread? I never really cared about her or what she did or how she worked things and how you're constantly told she's super smart and she's really like intelligent and she just blah, 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 blah. You don't really see that until iron gold maybe the end of morning star but i think i did kind of start to like her a little bit more with the reread i just i didn't hate her didn't like her i just she was just constantly i felt like i was just constantly being told she's great this is like by darrow who is just a fucking boy he also thinks he's obsessed with her sleep with her Yeah. yeah yeah and so just being told that you're supposed to, he likes her so much and all of this and how all of these great things she is 
I was always like, eh, whatever. Could care less, take her or leave her. But now yeah. rereading it, I saw a little bit more of what he saw, I think. Yeah. I think she's really shitty at the beginning. Like, I don't really enjoy her at the beginning. I like the like her and Pax's relationship and like mm-hmm. that she kind of is that like simmer down teddy bear type of vibe. But when they kind of have the conversation where he's like, let's, you know, free the slaves and she agrees with him. I think I sort of like her at that moment because mm-hmm. she is like, you're making like, we're going to do what's right, which is to protect the people who are out here, like on their own with no mm-hmm. supplies and stuff. So I think I kind of liked her then. And I like that she is the one with the standard, but I always kind of right. felt she was a little bit shifty. And like, I think for me, when Darrow feels that betrayal from her thinking like she ran off with her brother, I remember being like really pissed and being like, mm-hmm. that is fucked up so i don't know i think i have like kind of a love-hate relationship with her i don't really like her in morningstar or golden sun at all yeah (laughs) not a fan i know i just felt like she was just very one note for me always Mm -hmm. because yeah you just see it through his perspective of her being fabulous all the time and i was like is she though but i did feel a little bit yeah and i also was like okay seeing darrow be like okay she's in it with me to do all this here what makes him think that she's not going to do this when they're out of it and changing Mm -hmm. society and all that it's a little foreshadowing i think i just think yeah she's a very tell and tell character like daryl has to tell you how to feel about her yeah and that's what i didn't like that's fair i i i agree i think she was like a weird she's like kind of fun and like quirky Mm -hmm. and her banter with him but like i i was kind of with you tiffany where i was like the fuck is this bitch doing singing eo song and like falling in love with her and all this like touchy-feely like what a salute it's hard to see anything else but darrow's perspective of her Mm -hmm. until you get her own pov which is like kind of when i started to like yeah understand how she works that's why i like the multiple pov so freaking much is because you get everyone's actual thoughts yeah not just what daryl thinks about everything mm-hmm. <laughs> you get real characters yeah because daryl's an idiot just kidding but well i slap the shit out of that boy not far off not far off That's he's fair. not not an idiot. yeah he's not smart let's just say that he's not the best leader he's a a, a great war tool not the greatest leader what were yours mm-hmm. as star ratings i gave this one i hate to say it but i give this Maybe like a four, four point five this time around. When the first time I gave it five, and I think it was, I think it was because I hated EO and the story didn't feel as important. How many times have you read it? Twice. Okay. I Twice. gave it last. My first time I read it was like February of last year. Four point or four stars, and I think it stays there. I feel like it's like a good foundation. Yeah. There. I'll not be changing my Goodreads review, though. Um, <laughs> Pierce Brown, please give me an arc. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this is, listen, I have read this. I've done the audio three times, and I've physically read it twice. So this is my Fucking fifth. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the, only this one. Like, I've done the audio of this one three times, but I've, I haven't done... I've only done the physical and the audio of each one in the series. So yeah. I've only reread Red Rising five times. <laughs> That's a lot of times. I'm like, I am obsessed with Red Rising. I never shut the fuck up about it, but I have read the book one time. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how I felt. I was like, I can't not and then not go back and like do this. I have five copies. So, you know, I got to read it. Five times. Facts. 
JK, <laughs> I give this one a whole ass 10 out of five. <laughs> anyway, I, if we're Pierce, going, give us all an arc. <laughs> give us all an arc. If we're going based on vibe check. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Like this is one of those series. I, I think when I read it the first time, I was so shocked by it. And every time I read it, there's like something new I discover, whether it's about like the next part of the series or just that like I forgot. And I was really scared when I reread it because I read a bunch of one star reviews because that's what I love to do. And I was like, oh my God, are their points valid? And they are not valid. None of the one star reviews are correct. I love the fucking team coming together. It is the journey sequence. It's bringing the band. I just love it. So 10, 10 stars. I feel really passionately about this series. <laughs> in a very unhinged kind of way well that's like all we have for today i appreciate you guys coming on okay bye. bye bye thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode hope you enjoyed it if you aren't following us go ahead and follow us on tiktok and instagram at the bookish banter podcast please make sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review and thank you guys again for all of your support have a great day